All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. Hey, New Tech City listener, it's Manoush here. Just a quick recommendation before we get started. If you're not listening to On the Media, you totally should. Every week, it makes me a smarter, better informed person. It's worth the time. Check out On the Media. From WNYC, this is New Tech City, where digital gets personal. I'm Manoush Zamarodi. And a few months ago, we had on a 16-year-old girl named Grace. Maybe you remember her. Hello, this is Grace from Westchester. I have an iPhone 4, and I'm going to record my activities on it for the next few days. The episode was called Nine Things We Learned About Phones from a Teenager. Now, keeping in mind that Grace is just one teenager, one who happens to be growing up in a pretty wealthy New York City suburb at that. At my school, what I've heard from like a few guys, like have like a picture of like a few girls. I've heard of awful stories in like other towns where like this girl like sent out this video and like all this stuff and like everyone saw it and she switched schools, like blah, blah, blah. That's Grace talking about sexting. If you haven't heard the episode, you might want to. Just go back in the feed to January. Anyway, a lot of listeners heard that interview, and then they told us they wanted to hear more about kids and tech. And so this week, we're kicking off a little series. And even if you don't have kids, you're going to want to hear about what this generation is going through and how they are basically being digitally experimented on. Okay, back to Grace. What she had to say about her parents, her friends, and her phone really struck one of our listeners in particular. I got a master's degree in educational technology um, because I just wanted to do it more in the classroom. Deirdre Shetler. She's a middle school teacher in a place very different than Grace's upper middle class hometown. We are on the west side of Phoenix in a neighborhood called Maryvale. And I one time had a student describe it as the first place that Mexicans stop on their way into Phoenix. Mm. We don't ask who's legal and who's not, but that's definitely a very, very relevant issue for our kids. Deirdre is the one technology teacher for her district. So that means she teaches computing and online safety, all of that, to 812 and 13-year-olds. Each class meets once a week for 45 minutes. And every year, she says she kicks off school the same way. I always ask them who had computers at home. That's what I'd start with. And most hands have always gone up. And then I would say, and who has internet? And then the hands would start to go down. And who has a printer? And then hands would go down. Who has a printer that works? Hands go down. (laughs) Deirdre was doing all this informal research because until very recently, there really wasn't much of an agreement or any guidance on what a technology teacher was supposed to teach. Up until Common Core started, there was next to no curriculum. So free to set her own lesson plans 
And Grace's words ringing in her ears, words like these. I've never been cyberbullied. I've never cyberbullied. I don't think it's... Like, you hear these stories on the news of, like, these people who are like... Deirdre wanted to know what her kids would think of Grace's take on technology. Would it be different? Or, like, in my, like, people I know, like... I was just really curious if they had, um, if, if my junior high immigrant low-income kids in Phoenix would have had the same kind of experience. Because I think she said that cyberbullying wasn't a huge thing for them. And if that's the case, I wanted to know if that was the case for my kids, too. So that's why I set up the survey the way I did. The survey. Deirdre created a list of questions to give all her middle schoolers. Each class came in, they sat down and heard from Grace, the 16-year-old from New York, and what she thought. So it's lunch. I've texted a bunch. Of course, like, like people say like snotty things, but it's not like go kill yourself. There's things called photo vault, and basically you can lock up pictures with like a passcode. Uh, they were very interested. And just as Deirdre had hoped, another kid's take on all the choices that young people have to make today, it ended up sparking an amazing conversation between her and her middle schoolers. People don't talk about them with those things. Um, people do a really good job of scaring kids about digital citizenship. So it's things like um, don't give your information to strangers, don't friend people you don't know, things like that, which is all fair and very good information. There's nothing wrong with that. But nobody talks to them about the just the ins and outs of social engagement with other human beings. And they, when I talk about that stuff with them, they listen. Um, it's it's a challenge to get a seventh grader to listen to you about anything. <laughs> um, and so this is one subject where they're listening and they've got stuff to say. So Can I just ask you, I mean, I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. What What is it about? Like, what's going on when you're 12? Why is that in such an important age to talk about this stuff? Uh, they're starting to be aware of what other people think of them. And that's uh, a huge, huge thing. I don't know if you remember that, but all of a sudden – realizing that people might remember something you said or did and and how embarrassing that could possibly be um that's 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 a big thing for kids uh it's which is just it's just developmental it's just what they do but social media magnifies that so what did you ask them in your survey um i asked them first of all what did they agree with from grace some said uh, sexting is not a thing for us. I don't know anybody who does it, and I don't do it. I that doesn't happen. And other people were like, I, I don't ever use a cell phone. I don't see the point of it. I think it's ridiculous. I'd rather go outside. Um, so it's it was really interesting just seeing the various responses kids had on that level. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know what? I you just transported me back to seventh grade, which is kind of a scary place to be. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but I'm totally remembering that there were a couple girls who like you know we knew they were having sex. And then there were other girls who were still playing with dolls. Like, oh, yeah. The spectrum is so interesting. And in fact, sixth grade actually is where that divergence sort of starts to happen. It's I taught sixth grade for four years and it's fascinating because that's the year where everything changes. One other question I had asked them was, how should parents keep their kids safe online while still respecting their privacy? I'd never thought about it from the kids' perspective. And they're all mortified that their parents were um, posting baby pictures of them online for Throwback Thursday and tagging them. Just, like, horrified. And um, 
just the, or like right and that had never occurred to me that that would just hadn't occurred to me <laughs> and uh things like that or in general talking about them and or ch- how they check in on them or they force them to give them their passwords or they check their phones or all those things and so i really wanted to know if that's if this is because I kept hearing about the things they didn't like they were doing, obviously, uh, that the kids didn't like that their parents were doing. So many said uh, they should just talk to their kids. Parents should talk to their kids and ask them what they're doing. Parents should respect them and trust them to do the right thing. Parents should have a good enough relationship with their kids that they can tell each other things so that they can ask and they'll know their kid is telling them the truth. And that came up over and over and over again. And this can be so tough for us parents. People are busy and taking what little time we have to talk to our kids about anything that makes us feel uncomfortable or inadequate. Well, it's just easier to ask, did you finish your homework? Did you have a good day? And just assume they're figuring it out on their own or from other kids. I think that kids know less than we, than we give them credit for, in fact, with technology. Here, let me read you something. She said, how do you expect someone to learn from their mistakes when they can't make any? And so it's not so much that kids don't want parents ever, ever, ever in their stuff ever. Kids are okay with parents keeping them safe. It's just a matter of how they go about doing it. Um, Was there anything that you got back that you were like, that really surprised you that you were like, what? Um, the one thing that was most consistent, like 90% of the kids said this, um, was that they would much prefer to hang out with their friends in person than online. They just want a place to be together. And if there is no other option, then online will work. Having done this survey and having had this discussion with your class, what is Mm -hmm. that going to change, do you think? Is it going to change the conversations that are happening in the homes of your students? Like, what do you think came from this? Um, that's a good question. I don't think enough people are having this conversation with kids uh, at that age. Um, I think the general population doesn't have a clue where to start. Not, not because they're ignorant, but just because they didn't grow up that way. They didn't grow up with this technology and they aren't really sure exactly the best way to use it. I mean, when I teach kids how to comment online, the examples that we use of bad examples are all adults. Um, adults don't know these things. <laughs> and so they don't have any idea how to go about having conversations about this, at least with like, quote unquote, the talk, even though it's not easy. You have you have your own experience to draw from and, and adults don't have that. That is um, so true. It's like with sex education, <laughs> there, we have no excuse because we do. It's just embarrassing, but at least we know what we're talking about. But with this stuff, we're still trying to figure it out as we go along. So I feel like even more we have we we grownups have to support each other. And like, that's why I think your survey is so great is because you're giving some framework yep. to some people who need it. Framework for people who need it. You know, I'm excited when I'm echoing my own words coming up. What we've done with middle school teacher Deirdre Shetler's survey that she gave to her students so that you can use it to be a pioneer in your classroom or in your family or just in your community. You're going to want to hear this. It's really cool. But we'll need your help to pull it off. Hey, New Tech City listener, 
You obviously love deep conversations about the hyper-fast world that we live in. So if you haven't loaded it up already, definitely check out On the Media, hosted and edited by the very sassy and ridiculously knowledgeable Brooke Gladstone. I love her, truly. Her office is upstairs from mine, and she's been like a mentor to me. I feel so much smarter every week I listen. You will too. On the Media, also from WNYC. Okay, we're back. It's New Tech City. I'm Manoush Samarodi, and we're talking about how to talk to middle schoolers, those 11, 12, 13-year-olds who are at this key age. They are thinking about what it means to have an identity. How do you do that in real life and online? So a few minutes ago, we heard from Deirdre Shetler, a middle school teacher who came up with a survey for her mostly immigrant kids in Arizona. We don't have to tell them who what their identity is going to be. We need to tell them to think about it, to be aware and not just put whatever seems like a good idea immediately, just to immediately post it, to give it a thought. We have worked with Deirdre to take that survey, the one that she created for her kids, and we've adapted it so that any teacher can give it to a 12-year-old or 13-year-old. Or if you're a parent, or maybe you babysit, or there's just a sweet tween in your life who you want to talk to about this stuff. This is a way to start the conversation. Go to newtechcity.org slash tech talk. You can find the survey and the questions about how to be smart and safe to think before you post. And most of all, establish that trust that we're talking about when it comes to kids and parents and technology. So in the survey, you're going to have questions about sexting and cyberbullying and social media. In addition to the survey, we've also created a suggested lesson plan. We're hoping that enough grown-ups will have the courage to ask kids these tough questions and then report back to us. And then, in an upcoming show, we'll hear what you discovered. I actually took the survey to a few kids in my neighborhood and had a very interesting chat. Um, I mean, that was cyberbullying is probably the reason I stopped using social media. So remember, you can give our survey for tweens on tech, or if you don't have kids but want to help us out here, post it on Facebook and tag a teacher who you know, or a baseball coach, or a Girl Scout troop leader, anyone who you think might be into it. Again, the survey is at our website, newtechcity.org slash tech talk. And let us know as you do this what you're learning from the kids. Let us know on Facebook or Twitter or in the comments section. Next week, I've been really confused about what technology is in my kids' classroom and what it's actually being used for. We get a primer on education technology and don't expect us to say, yay, tablets for every child. A hard but fair explanation at what is probably being charged or plugged in at a school near you. That's next week on New Tech City. I'm Anoush Samarodi. Talk to you then. Every single class without fail said, my parents use their index fingers and I use my thumbs. (laughs) 